Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. The last couple, last show at least, we were talking about the difference between believing in God and believing God. The Bible says that even the demons believe in God and tremble. So you can believe in God and not believe anything he says. You can not let him lead you. You can not let him guide you. You can, in fact, rebel against him at the same time that you're believing in him. And the demons all know that because they are once in heaven. And so they know God exists. They believe in him. They just don't believe him in the sense of doing what he says. They don't have faith right. And I like to him. say that when we say believe in, you're just basically saying, I believe that God exists. Right. Even though I have no See, confidence in the his demons, word. they can believe that he exists. The devil, he believes he exists. The devil knows that God exists. Right, right. And so you can believe in God and not believe God. And we were talking about some some illustrations that yesterday. I want to talk start off today with Joseph. Mm -hmm. What would Joseph's sight would be? Joseph had had these dreams that God was going to put him in these different places, and and then all of a sudden he sold into slavery. And his sight would say, well, God must have abandoned me. God must not care about me anymore. And all these dreams that I was having must not going to be, they're, they're not going to come true. I'm just going to be a slave the rest of my life. And I might as well just give up. No, mm -hmm. he doesn't give up his faith. He still believes God. And then he ends up in Potiphar's house and mm -hmm. Potiphar's wife takes a shine to him. She takes a liking to him. She, you know, does a little sexual harassment on, on Joseph and he ends up in prison. And now, now his sight would say, I went from bad to worse. I went from, from being a slave to now I'm in prison. I had it going on as a slave. That right. was good. That now, was a good life. Compared. Now I'm in prison. And what you have to understand, when they're talking prison in those days, it wasn't kind of like... It was dungeon. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like TV or weight rooms or any of that kind of stuff that you might get today. And so... Here he is in a place where now it's even worse than it was before. Surely God's abandoned him now. Surely God doesn't love him now. Surely God's just turned his back on him now. But no, he doesn't take that belief. He doesn't act on that, what his sight might be telling him. He continues to live by faith. And throughout his whole life, we see him now, as he gets out of prison, he becomes the number two man in all of Egypt. And in all of it, he realizes, as he tells his brothers later, what you guys intended for evil, God used for good. 
and that God's hand was in all of it. Even when it looked the worst, even when his sight had to tell him this is about as bad as it can get and then it got worse, even in all of that, he never takes his eyes off God. He never loses his faith in God. The the scripture in Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, isn't talking about being dead. It's talking about those periods in your life when it's just so bad, you can't even imagine it being worse. Uh-huh. You're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. This is as bad as it can get. And maintaining your faith that God's rod and his staff, they comfort you. And even in those worst times, even when things might look the worst, might look the darkest, might look the bleakest, goodness and mercy are following you. And that he will never leave you and never forsake you, that he will always be there with you. So Joseph, when he was in that cistern, his brothers threw him in, God was with him. When he was sold into slavery, God was with him. And that's when why, he was sent into prison, God was with and him. And that's where I was just going to. You guys probably heard the Bible, the pages turning. I was going to uh, Genesis 39. It says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from, bought, that's bought, not brought, bought him, paid for him, uh, from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Verse 2 says this, The Lord was with Joseph. Even as he was being sold, the Lord was with Joseph. Look, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his, of his master, the Egyptian. He was still successful. <laughs> well, God was still with him. Right, and that's the thing. He never leaves us nor forsake us. And I tell people that. You when know, he goes to prison, God is with Right. Him. So you may be out there. A lot of people seem to believe. And again, because they have not the knowledge of God. They have not so learned Christ. A lot of people really believe when you go to jail or something bad happened to you, oh, the Lord's just forsaken you. Well, no. well he must have because you would never have right. he, he must have forsaken you. No. If you lose your job, God must have forsaken right. you or you wouldn't have lost and, your and job. They, and they think like this. Joseph must have did something to deserve prison right. and slavery. No, many are the afflictions of the righteous. We had a lady in our church, her husband was a retired minister, and she had gotten really bad arthritis in, probably in her late 20s. And in fact, the doctor had told her that, and her husband both, that she might would likely die very young because the body just couldn't take that kind of pain over and over and over. And that usually people in as much pain as she was in die younger. And some young people in the church at the time, probably about her same age, had started taking these herbs, and they'd heard about these herbs and stuff. And they said to her, "You know what? We don't know if it'll work for you. We don't. We're not making any, you know, idea that it's going to be a miracle, but you should try this." Mm. She did. Three months later, she walked back into the doctor's office. Now the arthritis wasn't completely gone, but she was able to walk. She was able to function, and. I say that because there were people later who saw her gnarled hands and stuff, and they would say, I wonder what she did to, to deserve that. that. God did that to her. Right. And, and of course, have done and, and it's got to be God that put this calamity on you. It couldn't have been Satan like with Job. 
Everybody, they, Job's friends was telling them how God did this to him. And we know the beginning of the story, Satan came to the Lord and says, God came to Satan and said, have you considered my servant Job? And Job, Satan told the God, I bet you if you take your hands off of me, I curse you. So Satan brought the affliction and God allowed him to. But God will allow you to go through calamity and, and trials and tribulations for his name's sake and for his glory. But as they were telling me this, they were, they were a little older by then. And they were telling me how when they were younger that people would actually say, you know, wonder what she did that that God had this happen to her. What did she do that this? Well, they did that place? in Jesus' time with the guy that was uh, what blind. Was One of them was blind. And yeah, and they who, say, well, who's was it? Him? Was it him or his father and mother who'd, right, who who had done it? Who, who did something? Who did something? Somebody wrong? done something. And, and Jesus said, neither of them. This is for the glory of God. Everything in our life is to glorify God. And you have to have understanding of that. Back to if you study the scriptures to show yourself approved, you'll get an understanding or a greater revelation of why bad things happen to good people. And then you won't think it's strange when your evil day come. You'll understand that, oh, I was supposed to be grounded and rooted in this truth of the word of God, what God says. Because not only that, he's going to give you a way of escape. He's going to show you how to bear it, how to get through it. You say you're mostly going to get through it by praising the Lord, not grumbling and complaining and asking, and saying, why me? See, and so Joseph is in prison and God is with him. Mm -hmm. And he understands that God mm -hmm. is with him. And he never loses his faith in God. It, so whatever our trial is, whatever our tribulation is, whatever it is season that we're going through, how easy it is to want to give up. Mm -hmm. How easy it is to lose faith. How easy it is to think that maybe God doesn't love me anymore. How come God's not solving this how come god's not working this out and and it goes back to as we've talked before we live in a microwave society where we want god to work all this stuff out 15 minutes ago we don't want it we don't want him to work it out tomorrow we don't want him to work it out next week we want him to have already worked it out and so because he hasn't yet how easy it is for people to begin to and, lose and heart. i just want to say this because the story of Joseph resonates with my wife and I. And if you guys don't know, my wife's been incarcerated for the last three years. She's a believer. And again, just know this too. You've still been paid for with the precious blood of Jesus. So whether you did something to help you get there or it was a plan of the enemy to get you there, God's still with you. So that's just point blank. Right. Right. <laughs> He's still with you. So, but... You can't go anywhere he's not at. Right, right, and because he paid for you with the precious blood of Jesus. So you're already paid for it. Stamp on it. Scripture says we've been sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that you belong to him. So with that said, and if you want to find out, and you'll hear it on the show because she'll be on the show after uh, March. But just friend me on Facebook and go Keisha Haney. Friend her on Facebook. She'll friend you. So just look at my Facebook page. I used to copy and post all the testimonies how God was using her as she was incarcerated in Dublin Federal Penitentiary. From the time she got incarcerated, God revealed to her, okay, I'm with you. Now start letting this anointing that's on you work. Because the anointing is irrevocable. The call of God is irrevocable. It's on you. Whether with, Look at Joseph. It was irrevocable. He started getting the... He knew something was different about him from a child because his brother he was having these dreams right. from the Lord. Gonna bow down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he had dreams. God was showing him something, and God didn't take it away because he went to prison. The gift was still working in prison. Well, in fact, God is using prison. I I always say that Joseph 
when you re- hear read the story, Joseph, and you look at it really close, he has these dreams. His dad had given him this coat. And I just get the idea of Joseph when he was younger, he was a little full of himself. And I pro- and I get the idea that he probably made sure his brother saw him in the coat as much as he possibly could, you know, okay. Daddy likes me best kind of thing. And then when he'd have a dream, he wouldn't keep it to himself. He had to go and tell his brothers. And I, I've always felt like God allowed these things to happen to him so he'd be made into the man that God needed him to be. Well, and, and that's what all of us, we're being, being or became or becoming means a process. Right. So we're all being processed. And again, if Joseph... Was just wearing his coat of many colors and showing it off. I we've all been there. Yeah, look what daddy gave me. Look what I got. We do it with our new car, our new house. We do it with our new jewelry, right. whatever. So just continue to wear your coat, but just understand this: He never leaves you nor forsakes you. He's always with you. And again, we got testimony after testimony. My wife, we're writing a book called "Through the Fire" or "Persecuted for the Word's Sake." We haven't came up with the title yet, but. It's about how God never left. He kept on doing, allowing his will to work in and through her, even in all the, all, all the souls. And that's here's the thing about God. He's interested in saving souls. And we know in prisons, there's a lot of souls that need to be saved. Here's another thing I found out about studying the scripture, showing myself approved. God will deliberately plant the righteous among the wicked. Or he'll use the wicked to do his will too, <laughs> to get his will done. And he will deliver. So wherever he you find yourself planted, just flourish there, knowing that the Lord is with you. Right. See, God put her in in the midst of a bunch of people she'd have never met otherwise. Oh, the, never. And, never and, and been. They able probably would never had the opportunity to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior because God knows the plans that He has for you. He said, "I knew you before you was formed in your mother's womb. I know what's going to happen." We talk about that on the show on the show a lot. He knows what your next month going to look like. You don't. But he knows. Right. And he knows who you're going to encounter. He's already got it. Remember, it's his story. It's already set up. He knew all this was going to happen. This didn't, what happened with Joseph didn't take the Lord surprise. Jeez, Joseph, man. <laughs> I never saw that. And I didn't show you this in your dream either. My bad, Joseph. <laughs> I didn't see that. You didn't see it in the dream either. Oh, man. We missed it on that one. No, the Lord knew all the time. And we got to get an understanding that he's all omniscient. He's all knowing. And he's omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere. You have to understand. Yeah, once what, again, you can't go anywhere he's not. If you're at home, he's with you. He's, you're at work, he's with you. In the car, he's with he's you. He's everywhere. And we have to know that. And the scriptures tells us this in Romans 8, 11, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. I referenced the other scripture in Romans by he sealed us with the promise, with the Holy We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. So he's in us. And he's still everywhere. If he ain't in you, he can be in you by receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. But he's probably in your neighbor. You're going to get a chance to experience the Lord because the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. He's everywhere. He just said, I want you to seek after me. Knock. Door be open. Seek me and find me. It says in Acts that God preordained and predestined the boundaries of every person's dwelling on the earth. And the next verse says that they may seek after him. God wants us to come after him because he's he's alive. He's still well. He's still on the throne. He's still doing what he does best. We <laughs> we sing a song out of our hymnal a lot. Um, our God reigns. We sing that too. Well, we yeah. probably in the black church, we probably got a different version. No, I'm just joking. I'm jerking around. We probably got an upbeat version. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> You're hurting me now. He said, but I mean, I our God reigns. We, 
he reigns. You're right. He, he reigns. reigns. He reigns. No matter We're not how you hear Diana's reigns either. R-E-I-G-N. He reigns. He reigns on the throne. And 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 we sing that a lot because to me that kind of just sums up the whole thing. I can he face reigns. tomorrow because he reigns. Uh, this he tribulation reigns. I'm going through, I don't have to worry because he reigns. This other thing that's happening, I don't have to fret about that because he reigns. So much of the world isn't on my shoulders because he reigns. It's but, not up to me. But guess what me. he said, Richard? He says he's going to always cause you to triumph. That's another word for reign. He, he said he'll always give you the victory. Oh, that's found in his word. So that means you reign too. You win. That's why he told us fight the good fight of faith. You know why it's a good fight? Because you win right. if you stay in faith. And you watch and read the end of the book. We win. Right, we win. <laughs> we win because Jesus, it says, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. It says looking unto Jesus. It says in 1 John, this is the confidence that we have in him. That's what faith is in God. I got confidence in what he said. See, and the Bible says he's already defeated sin and death. It's a done deal. You just have to go through the storm. You're coming out again, like I tell people, some of my listeners, whether you did something that got yourself in a bad mess or you were just a victim of uh, of satanic or demonic uh, crimes. That's what I like to say. That's what we was caught up in. It was a it was a demonic crime. And a lot of it's called spiritual warfare. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Bible. That's why he tell you keep on your whole armor. You're going to go through some stuff. And you don't get to pick your 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 trial, your tribulation, your persecution. I know. We you don't get say, nice I, to I, I'll take door number one. Uh <laughs> Cable disconnected for a month. No, you don't get that. Oh, I'll take a, 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 a slight cough and cold. No, you might get cancer. Yeah, you might get terrible automobile accident. You don't get to pick it. But you get to pick whom this day who you will serve. You get to say Jesus Christ is rejoice. still on the throne. Yeah, You get I, to choose that today is the day the Lord has made. I'm whether I'm going to rejoice or not. Yeah, you get to do that. You get the steel study. And a lot word. of people, even Christians, don't get the concept of bad things can be happening to you and you still rejoice. We tend to think that we can only rejoice when good things are happening, when no, it's a good day. The scripture says rejoice always. Right. As we rejoice speaking, always unless it's a bad day. No, no. Rejoice I'll, always unless the car breaks down. You know what? I, I I have a passion for Christ so much. I watch a lot of Christian broadcasting television. And I remember you get listeners probably, and you've probably seen it too, on TBN. This guy was born with no arms and no legs, but he was praising the Lord. And he said, I still have a purpose. And he was fulfilling his purpose in life. Man, he'd been on tour telling everybody God's good, giving his personal testimony. And in the natural, you look, this guy got no arms or no legs. Remember, somebody probably said, who sinned? His mom or his daddy. No, and he said, no, this is the glory of God. I might have saw him at the Sacramento airport. You probably, a lot of people, he goes on tour a lot. He's everywhere. He's on a lot of the Christian television. He's there giving his testimony about how good God still is. He has no legs. He get around too. No arms or legs. So, again, we have to always remember God is still good. You just got to seek him for yourself. And he'll reveal to you the deep things. He'll tell you why. That's what, uh. Being in a relationship with somebody is, you can have communication with them. You get to talk. We get to talk to our Father, Abba Father, who art in heaven. That's what the scripture means. You can come boldly to the throne of grace in a time of need. You can come to daddy. And Jesus is the door that got us in. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He got us in. And we got to acknowledge that. And no, yeah, you can be in the darkest place in your life. And God 
will still be with you. We got it in his word from Joseph. My wife and I, we lived it out, man. I saw God, man. I saw the hand of his blessing on our lives in these last three years when the devil tried to paint a picture of doom and gloom. He said it was over for you guys. You guys are ruined. You guys lost half of your income because your spouse is incarcerated. Man, I, I leaned on that Philippians 4. My God still, I started meditating. And he started making it happen, man. Increase, favor. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. God can make, if he can feed Elijah with ravens, he can send the ravens. To, hey, he can take care of you, Richard. He did it. All right. I mean, if he can feed the 5,000 with a couple of loaves and fishes. Right. God, he, he, he does it. He's a provider. And he just says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. That's the prerequisite. You got to make the first move. He said, and, I'll, I'll, and here's the thing. God's not going to ever be put to shame. He says that in his word. That's why it's important to know his word. He say, whoever trusts in me, have faith in me, they'll never be put to shame. Now, he didn't say you ain't going to go through nothing. He said you ain't going to never be put to shame. Because he's going to make sure. Right. Your faith in him will never, be, you'll never need to be ashamed of it. No, no. And he tells us, I believe, in First or Second Peter, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let them not be ashamed, but let them glorify God in the matter. You know how you glorify God in the matter? By saying what God said. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, anybody who desires to live godly in Christ will. You got to say, I will overcome this. I am going to triumph. He always causes me to triumph. He always gives me. That's how you glorify God. And you relate to it. Well, that happened to Joseph. Well, I remember David. Yeah. Go back to the word and acknowledge him through his word and say, well, yeah, he said, Jesus said in this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. Remember, he just said you're going to have trials and tribulation, but be of good cheer. That means don't worry, be happy. Well, you got John the Baptist gets his head cut off. You could say, man, he must have been a lousy preacher. He well, must, well, he must he have must, did something to right, piss God must, off. He, he must not have got, he, God must not have liked something he did. <laughs> right, right. Let, let him get his head cut off. See, back to not leaning to your and own understanding. he was doing exactly. See, you can be in the, the exact per perfect place will. that God wants you to be. And calamity. Doing exactly what. God wants you to do saying exactly what God wants you to say and get your head cut off. Right. Yeah, you can. And I mean, we have to just understand that. And we know we may not understand all the things. I'd be like with that, with John, wow, Lord, he was doing what you birthed him to do. Cause remember Jesus and John was in their mother's bellies at the same time. When they, when Mary went over to Elizabeth house, John leaped in her mother's stomach about Jesus. So, you know, they was cousins too. That was Jesus' cousin. And, and here's John the Baptist. He's in prison before he's beheaded. Yeah. He has some of his disciples go to Jesus and say, Are you really the one? Are you are you the one? And Jesus tells him, Go back and tell him this is what you've seen. Mm -hmm. The lame healed. And so the blind able to see again. And so here's here's John the Baptist in the darkest day that he can have in prison knowing that things are bleak and he says just i just want to be sure you're the one <laughs> you know well and i'm pretty sure because he's right now in abraham's bosom or with the father god because god knows all things and god creates everything and everybody for a purpose just like judas had a purpose the scripture says that was judas's purpose to, was to betray the son of man but woe on him, but still, yeah. that was his purpose. That was a good one. And everybody's going to have a Judas in their life, so don't get mad at haters. That's what their purpose was. So, again, John the Baptist's purpose was what it was, but we know where he spent an eternity at. See, we put a lot on this flesh, the things which are seen. It's the things that's unseen that's going to last eternally. 
That's your spirit. Yeah, your body is just a house, an earth suit. It's going right back to the dirt. Your spirit is going to live forever. And I'm pretty sure the Lord revealed that to John. John, that's just an earth suit. Don't trip about your head. You got a, you got a glorified body. Where you going? Don't trip. John, and I'm pretty sure the angels of the Lord was ministering to him when he was in that cell. We know it happened with Paul and them. So he was good. Okay. With Stephen got his head chopped off, didn't he? Well, Peter, Peter preached a sermon at Pentecost, 3,000 people get saved. And then, and who did you say? Stephen. Stephen. Man, brain lock. Stephen preaches basically the same sermon and gets stoned to death. Right. Now, when you really look at that close, they preached almost the same sermon. One of them, 3,000 people get saved. The other one gets stoned for trouble. You say, man, that Peter must have been a lot better preacher than Stephen. Well. Or God must have loved Peter a lot better than he loved Stephen. No, just before Stephen dies, he actually looks and sees heaven. He sees the, the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Father. Okay, I'm ready. You can take me now. And so <laughs> let him stone this body. So just because of results doesn't mean one is more favored by God than the other. Yes, Peter preaches a sermon. Three thousand people get saved. Stephen preaches almost an identical sermon. Gets stoned, but that doesn't mean that God loved Peter more. Well, than and he here's loved the deal: Stephen. Vincent Keisha. Haney does what the Lord calls us to do, starts the ministry. A year later, the first lady goes to federal penitentiary. Wow. That, well, that don't make no sense. But God reveals to you why. And, he, and, and as we went through this, he started revealing to us why. But he told us, continue to preach the word in season and out of season. When I say preach the word, speak the word, do the word. Out of season is when things, when all hells broke loose. He said, you continue in the faith. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Disciples is a proof of a student, and a student shall be like his teacher. He said, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So even though calamity or something might happen, you again, you could have got yourself caught up in it or was a victim. You still do the word. Don't let the spirit of condemnation, guilt kick in. Because it didn't get done then. We understand because we study the word. There's no condemnation for those who are... In Christ Jesus. You know how hard a time Christians have with that concept? Well, they better get they better get over it but, and, I mean, and receive really it. Do. Yeah, I know. With themselves and with others. Because you know how easy it is to judge other people and and say, Oh, they must be condemned or want to condemn them yourself. Man, once you get the word, like he said, if anybody suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in the matter. Glorifying God in the matter means to think on what God said about it, your calamity. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus' will. He says, and even if you made the mistake, he still say there's no combination. So you got to still understand you're still righteous. Your righteousness doesn't diminish because you missed the mark or something happened to you like Joseph or us. You're still the apple of God's eye. His plan and purpose still going to work. That was part of the plan and the purpose. It's still going to work out together for your good. We sing a song. You make all things work together for my good. So he does. So we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith and definitely not out of fire. So we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.